Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, Think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller and Danny G Radio on a Sunday, 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 because, listen, five nights a week, clearly not enough, as we are hanging out in the podcast dojo. And, Danny, I am looking forward to the mailbag. We had an interesting weekend so far. We had Benny versus the Penny on Friday, which we always do, and gave all my NFL picks, and then – we had a dueling banjos thing with spilled drinks and driving long distances and other random things that popped up on the podcast on Saturday. Yeah, man, you're officially a Phoenix Sun right now. Man, oh man, what a what a drive! What a long drive! We'll we'll be making that drive, Danny. Yeah, Super Bowl. Super We're gonna Bowl. make that Super Bowl, baby. Maybe we can stay at Turk's house. We'll, we'll, we'll harass Turk and make him put us up in his house for a night or something like that. We'll see. Or we can just drive back. Who knows? We'll go for a day and drive. That's a long, uh, long way to haul. But, you know, it's, why not? What the heck? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's diarrhea. All right. These are actual questions by actual listeners in the mailbag. But before we get started, we must cue up the band and our man, Ohio Al. It's in the bag. All right. Great job, as always. Ohio Al. 
What a smart man. He knew by making that little ditty that that thing would get airplay every weekend on this podcast. Genius, genius move by Ohio out. Good job by him. And we start out. I got mail. Yay. I got mail. Yay. Start out with Mike from Fullerton. Uh, these these messages sent either via email, realfifthhour at gmail.com. No numbers, all letters, realfifthhour at gmail.com. Or the Facebook page, which is Ben Maller's show, our show Facebook page. So Mike from Fullerton writes in. He says, hey, Ben, I have a hardo radio question for you this week. Generally, our national sports radio guys supposed to be welcoming the fans of every franchise, even if it's the cheating Astros. The fact that you actually give strong opinions, including the negative ones, on my angels is a big reason why I'm a fan of the show. But I'm curious if trashing a franchise, no matter how well-deserved, breaks some kind of national radio handbook or something. All right, so so Mike, there, there's really no handbook that I know of. Maybe I didn't get the talking points from from management, but it's really how I got into to radio, and it has changed. I will agree with you, Mike, that the business has changed. It's a lot more cheerleaders, and there's people that are in the tank for the hometown team and all that, and that wasn't how it was when I got in to radio, and I guess I'm becoming one of the last in the Mohegans these days, but there are a bunch of people in certain cities that do it. I, it really goes by market. And I was lucky enough to work in the Boston market a little bit remotely. And that's a town where they trash the Red Sox. If they play poorly, the Patriots or the Celtics, Philadelphia is a town like that. New York, although even that's changed a little bit, but as far as the national uh, stuff, no, I mean, all, all we get told by management, unless I, I, I miss something here, Danny, is do a good show, do an engaging show, do an entertaining show, keep people listening as long as you can possibly keep people listening. And however you do that, whatever you do to create an audience and to captivate an audience is what you have to do. And just don't get us in trouble. Am I correct, Danny? Isn't that pretty much the the mantra from from management? Well, Hollywood, my man, <laughs> that radio handbook you spoke of is in your company email in your inbox. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, man, let me tell you, my man, we're going to make you famous. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's no there's no handbook. It's just supposed to be glued to your radio type programming. In other words, if I'm driving home, Ben, late at night and you're on the radio and I pull into my driveway you're so compelling that I don't want to get out of my car. Yeah. Or whoever the guy is on the radio, whether it's me or uh, Danny G or whoever, like if something happens and your thought is, I wonder what numb nuts thinks about this, you know, and, and I happen to be the numb nuts. Like that's a good thing, right? If you're, yeah. and, and fortunately uh, we do have a, a number of people that do look forward to it. And, 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 and the same people, Danny, like to bust my balls. When I when I give something out and give an opinion out and all that stuff and but that's fine as long as you're as long as you're listening but I do think the business has shifted the pendulum has shifted away from you know, being critical and there's a lot a lot more people that are doing this now that are not not uh, holding people accountable and they're they're making excuses and I find that as dull as dishwater 
other people, I guess, like it. I don't know. To each their own. It's an acquired taste. I didn't grow up listening to sports radio like that, so I'm not used to it, and I don't really enjoy it, but there's clearly an audience for it, but I like throwing haymakers. Well, the great Petros and Money say that there's only one thing that gets more ratings than sports, and that's fun. So yeah. when you have shows that have a lot of fun games and content and fun callers and things like that to me that's the best radio that's on the radio yeah it's like making uh spaghetti or something it's different spices you can put in there and different seasoning you can add and changes the taste and the the, the flavor of the the, the meal and so uh, yeah. that's how that goes but thank you mike next up hillbilly mike writes in and he says, yo, Benjamin, Danny G, I've been uh, hearing about raising canes off and on. You've talked about it over the years and your go-to for substituting one thing for something else. I never paid much attention to it, Hillbilly Mike says, because we didn't have them here, but they're building one right down the road from uh, him in Chester, Virginia. And I wanted your go-to. All right, so, so Hillbilly Mike, my go-to at Raising Cane's, I go Caniac combo, no coleslaw, no veggies, no coleslaw, extra fries. There's also, if you like the bread, they toast it on one side, but if you ask for it toasted on both sides, they'll give you a fresh piece of bread. Yeah. So get it toasted on both sides. And then I normally get lemonade, easy ice, and then when I drink the lemonade, I then fill it up with one of the, uh, the regular beverages that they have there. So that's... That's my go-to. I love raising canes better than any other chicken joint that's out there, including the big one that doesn't open on Sundays there. So uh, Chick-fil-A, I, I like raising canes more, but that's my my go-to. I'm all about it, but like everything else, the price has gone up, up, and away, Danny, right? It used to be fast food was cheap food. Now, not so much. Yeah, and unfortunately where I live now, there's no raising canes in my backyard. But if there was, I would have to go on a solo mission there. I have to deduct points from my Cleopatra because I took her to Raising Cane's when we were visiting San Diego, or Temecula, rather. We were in Temecula. I took her to a Raising Cane's, Ben. Yeah. She turned her nose up. She thought it was overfried. She didn't like it. She's like, well, I don't understand what all the hype and the fuss was about. And right then, I had to really do some deep introspection. Uh, yes, that's the exact word I was looking for, because at that point, I just wasn't sure if I was with the right woman. <laughs> yeah, that can that can end a relationship. Uh, it, it, you know, people think we're kidding here, but no, I mean, that's a that's a deal breaker for a lot of people. You got to think how many meals you eat a day, how many times you would like to go get that nice fried chicken from Raising Cane's. They had to buy a, a commercial on this show. We're giving away, the, but yeah. no, it's uh, you're, you're right. And I mean, I, I have similar issues with my uh, my bride. Uh, she she has like a gluten free diet that she's on most of the time, so she doesn't eat a lot of a lot of bread. I like bread, but I only eat once a day. So when I eat, I go big. I go big and I go home uh, is what I do. And so we go back and forth. But the cool thing is, she doesn't really care. I can eat. We can eat separate things as long as we're kind of in the same area. So it's all. It's all good there. All right, next up on the mailbag. Barry from Music City, USA, writes in, Yo, Yo, Ma, Benny, he says, uh, the soundbite of number one is awesome. <laughs> and I, I know it took Jake 
Warner a long time to find that soundbite, and you loved it. Number one. Was there ever soundbites for number two through number nine by the same artist? Would you take a new drop of number one to ten but a talented artist? I would love to have drops for number two through nine. Alex Teicher actually knows one of our engineers. He he knew where some of those bites were, but they're not the same voice guy. He says, I think you should send out a call to the Maller Militia to make those for you. Well, that's a great idea. That's a great idea, Barry, if somebody wants to send in. Now, they got to sound good, though, right, Danny? They can't be cheesy. Yeah. You know, in the 90s, Ben, you had it. You had one on cart as well, your name jingle. Yes, I still yes. have the cart somewhere. I still have the cart. I love that. My, oh, yeah. so good. I have that cart somewhere in my collection here as well for my name. And there used to be donuts that we played on the radio station. And then right in the middle of that, quote unquote, donut, you would play your name jingle. So it would be like back to back fresh jams. Danny G. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. I am a nerd when it comes to jingles. There's a great jingle place in Dallas that makes most of those professional radio jingles. And the famous story is that Clayton Kershaw's father uh, worked at that place. Oh, wow. In uh, in Dallas. So, yeah, his uh, dad was a radio, uh, helped make radio jingles. Do you know if that place is still around? Uh, yeah, it is. I'm, I'm, for some reason I'm having a mental block, but yeah, they'll make you a jingle for, they have you know, singers that go in and sing the, the jingles and stuff. That's awesome. I want one for the fifth hour. I, I would love to get one for the fifth hour. I don't know how much they would charge us. Probably a lot. Cause we're associated with a big corporation. They don't realize that this is mostly a mom and pop shop. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, the fifth hour sucks big time. <laughs> it's uh what is it it's i'm trying to think here let me see if i can i i know the gist of it let me see uh it's in dallas and let me see i'll give them a plug here because they're really they're really good here oh, jam yeah jam creative productions nice jam create it's called uh, jingles.com what a perfect website what a perfect website. Jingles.com, and they make radio jingles, station IDs like Danny was referencing and all that. And they also do it for – I guess they'll do it for anybody. So if you have your podcast like this, they'll they'll do it, and it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. It was called Jam right. – it was called Jam Productions before, but now it's called just – or I guess it's still called Jam Productions. It's called Jam – I thought it was called something else before. But anyway, Jingles.com is the website. So I'm going to send an email – to Scott to see if he'll allocate some budget for some jingles. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I would love that. I would love a new fresh Ben Maller jingle and, uh, and then one for this show one for you. And then you could do it for, for, for your other show, right? For, for Covino and rich, you could have a jingle made for them. I'm sure they would love jingles. Oh, they're radio guys. They would love that. Come on. They would be all about it. They'd be like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's so exciting. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, uh, next up here, let's see. We have Pierre from sixth place in the Maller Militia Fantasy Football Contest on DraftKings. He says, Ben, I believe that you sleep less than I do. That is, unless you are not, in fact, actually posting on social media and are allowing your vast social media team to handle such petty duties. Uh, I guess my question is, how many people does Fox Sports Radio employ to maintain the social media empire of the media giant such as yourself. Well, Pierre, we're never supposed to talk about how we make the hot dogs. Isn't that what we say, Danny? You can't talk about how you make the hot dogs and ruin the magic of how this is all made. But there is an army of people behind the scenes. It's a small army. It's yeah. an army of the size of the Vatican's army, but uh, it's a small, small group that defends the uh, social media channels. And if you only yeah, they take turns. Yeah, if you only knew who was in the watchtower, it would amaze you if you had that kind of intel. Are you going to pay the eight dollars a month for Twitter, or are you going to bill that to the company? Oh, uh, I am not. I am not paying. If the company wants me to be verified, they have. I hear they have the money to afford that. Um, but are you going to pay eight dollars a month to get verified, Danny? Are you going to go down that road? Doesn't affect me, so. I don't care. Now it's it's going to be a badge of honor now to not have the blue check mark. Yeah, and I was thinking like the whole point of it was it was special. 
because you had to earn it. You didn't pay for it. Somebody they had to give it to you. But now it's if you just buy it, it's not really that special because anyone can get it. You know, a couple of years ago when I looked into getting my my page verified, they got back to me and they said, cool, you're in line to get the check mark. All you need to do is have a website now so we can verify you. I did the website and then I heard back saying, we're pausing all verifications at the moment. So it was just for me, it was a black hole and not at the Oakland Coliseum. Oh, that sucks. I had to jump through a bunch of hoops. I've told the story before. I had to send my driver's license in, and they had to get all my personal information. They they own it. Twitter has all my information. <laughs> you see all the athletes and celebrities that have been tweeting saying, if you don't know who I am, if I haven't earned this, screw you. I'm not going to pay. Yeah. Well, we'll see how this plays out. I and mean, people are upset because – you know, when something's free and then you charge for it, why would you pay for something you were getting for free? You know what I mean? Like it's like uh, the old line about the uh, why buy the cow if you're getting the milk for free. You know the the, uh, the, old, yeah. the old dating line we heard back in the day. Baby, you want to hang out with me? You better get me that good stuff. You've got mail. Next up is Adrian in the Mile High City. He says, Ben and Danny G, our buddy Adrian, I have been singing the Dodger Blues the last couple of weeks. The Dodgers always have great regular seasons and then suck at a time they cannot suck during the playoffs. I don't know why I thought this season would be different. The big blue choking crew cost me my Dodger World Series championship wager. Sorry about that, Adrian. He says, go Phillies, and then he uh, points out he's, he's riding this, and and who knows now, it's Sunday, maybe the World Series is over by now, but uh, things were looking good for the Phillies at the time he sent this in. He says, speaking of the cheaters, Big Ben had me, uh, you had me laughing my ass off in the meter reader car when you were saying that you would no longer be a Dodger fan if they signed Carlos Correa uh, this offseason, F. Albuve. Now, I was not kidding, Adrian. A lot of people thought I was exaggerating. No, no. I am, I am so far on the side of the aisle, which is anti-assholes, that if the Dodgers sign an asshole, Carlos Correa, I'm out. Uh, I'm out. I'll, I'll still watch baseball. I'll bet on baseball like Pete Rose. But I am not going to invest myself in a franchise that lost a World Series to a team cheating, and he was one of the key cheaters. And then you sign that guy down the line. I don't want to be a party to that. And if they sign Correa, and I don't believe they will, but if the Dodgers do, uh, I'm out. I'm out. As long as he's wearing Dodger blue, I'm not. And so that's the way it is. That's how strongly I feel. And that is a, that is a deal breaker for me. That is a deal breaker. And I don't think they'll do it. I think they'll sign Dansby Swanson or bring back Trey Turner or sign Xander Bogarts. Any of those guys, not Carlos Correa. Dansby route. That's better. And you know what, Ben? It would be like if Machado returned to the Dodgers. He has such a punchable face. So does Correa. I can't imagine those guys wearing Dodger blue right now. You'd want to punch your TV screen. Yeah, Correa is just a, a dick. I, I don't want the guy on the team, and, and they shouldn't want him either. He's bad news. He's bad news bears is what he is, just like Eddie's Halloween costume. Bad news bears. All right, uh, next up, uh, actually, well, there's more from Adrian, but wait, there's more. He says, as you fellas know, I listen to the podcast while driving around and reading water meters. Well, of course, I have to make pit stops here and there 
to use the restroom, which means I stop at a lot of porta potties or outhouses. Oh boy, along the way. Why is it that some of the most foul things someone can think to say are written in black sharpie on the walls of the outhouse or the port a pisser? Uh, also, whose idea was it to start that? Most of the time, those things are disgusting, and I'm trying to piss and get the hell out of there as quickly as possible and not stick around in there and scribble out a nasty racist message. Your thoughts? Guys? Racist. Yeah, it's it's always been that way. Ever you know, the, the old bathroom writing. Uh, so I guess the. Because the theory would be that assholes are attracted to shit, and so there's shit in there, and so the assholes, uh, they they get excited by that. The schmucks and the mama lukes are like, hey, I can, I can uh, write nasty stuff, and nobody will know it's me, and I'll get away with it because there's no cameras in here. Why are there so many accidents inside there, though? People suddenly lose their aim as soon as they step yeah. into a porta potty? Yeah, and also there's a lot of weird things that people put in the bowl, which yeah. is not actually a bowl that you would never put in your toilet at home. Right, they use it as a trash can. Oh, it's so disgusting. Oh, nasty! It gives gives me the willies just even hearing his email about those things. I mean, yeah, that's last resort town right there, man. I was at a high school football game a couple of Fridays ago, mm-hmm. and of course, when I went to look for the restroom, they had porta potties lined up. And I was like, oh, God, I got to piss so bad, though. So I went in there, Ben, and I did the old T-shirt over the nose. Yeah, yeah. Still didn't help. No, well, we have a competitive advantage over the women, but it's still uh, still not great. Uh, I was using hand sanitizer for 10, 15 minutes nonstop after that. You'd rather go out in the woods and go behind a tree (laughs) or something like that. Uh, Lastly, uh, Adrian says that fill-in cat Brandon from a couple weeks ago he says he sounds like Pinocchio from the Shrek movies. If he ever fills in again, you should have him say, I'm a real boy, like Pinocchio did in the movie. <laughs> there you go. Wow. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, he says the Broncos get the W against the Jags in London. Those high knees on the plane paid off, uh, he says. Broncos country, let's ride, quoting Russell Wilson, he says, I'll be listening God. to the Friday Penny podcast to see who Ben takes in the Denver uh, and uh, Tennessee game, uh, he uh, points out here. So, anyway, Adrian, that's Adrian the Miles. He sent in some photos of Halloween. And I got to tell you, Adrian, some good costumes here. But the one that I was most impressed with is your son dressed up as an in and out employee. That's really good. That is a – I don't think you bought all that. I think some of that you just made, and that's that's really cool there. So good job. I saw an In-N-Out costume in my neighborhood on Halloween. It made me so hungry. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good look, man. I got to tell you, that's a good look. So solid job. And I love that you and your wife were at the Bronco game. They lost the game, but you both had the nice – you had the old school Bronco logo, which I love. I love that old Bronco logo because it it makes me flash back to when I was a kid, and I used to the Broncos would always be in prime time because Pat Bowen, the old owner, right? Didn't he? He was on the the television committee, so the Broncos always, even when they weren't that good, would always end up on a lot of Monday Night Football games. Coop, loop, Broncos lost. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years 
and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we'll keep it going here. Who is who is next on the old mailbag? I got mail. Yay! I got mail. Yay! All right, Kevin in Kansas says, do either of you have a fond memory of uh, some earlier sitcoms? I'm thinking the Turkeys Can't Fly episode of WKRP in Cincinnati or the finale of MASH. You both seem up on pop culture, so I figured I'd I tap your your memories. Oh yeah, I loved sitcoms back in the day, and when I was a kid, there wasn't the internet, so we watched a lot of TV at the house. I mean, I watched everything from uh, the what was the uh, the well the Jeffersons watched that, mm-hmm. moving on up to a was a penthouse on the west side or something like that, whatever it was. Uh, three's moving coming on up. Yeah, three's coming to the east side. There, there it is. There it is. Uh, Bosom Buddies, uh, we watched with Tom Hanks. Oh, wow. that, that was on. Um, uh, of course, uh, Mork and Mindy. Uh, you go down the list, man. We were big TV people. We were big TV people yeah. back in the day, and we loved spinoffs it. of spinoffs of spinoffs. Yeah, watch Cheers, uh, Mash, huh? uh, all those, all those. You didn't watch Mash when that would come on. That would be a signal to turn the TV channel or turn it off. 
remember my older brother getting up when the old mass reruns would come on and he'd always grumble, this show sucks. <laughs> we were too young. We didn't understand anything going on in that show. So, yeah, yeah no. uh, I, we had it on. I didn't like the bloody stuff either, but I loved Hawkeye and I actually, uh, or, or Klinger, uh, I believe it was, we'll see what hat. If you see what hat I'm wearing, Danny, this was, this is an homage. A listener sent me this, but it was homage to mash. It looks kind of blurry. I thought it was a death row hat. No, I'm wearing a Toledo Mudhens hat. I have a Toledo okay. Mudhens hat, which was worn. I thought Snoop Dogg sent you that. No, no, he sent me some weed. Uh, not that, not this. Smoke weed every day. But uh, you know, any specific moments? I mean, I watched uh, tons of stuff. I don't know if any, anything. I remember the last episode of Cheers when everyone went on mm-hmm. Jay Leno and they were all hammered. Ooh, speaking of that, how about Johnny Carson's very last show? Oh, that was big. The Tonight yeah. Show, we had that on. It was always, I hated the music acts. I wanted more comedy. I hated the interviews. I loved the the monologue of Carson. Yeah. Loved that. I loved when they did some funny bits. His shtick, his bits, those were good. The headlines yeah. thing. You know, here's I remember I everybody gathering around the TV the night of his final show. It was a big deal. Yeah, David Letterman was was big also. Letterman, mm-hmm. early days before he became the, the main 11 o'clock or 11.30. Yeah, guy. where he talked shit about his NBC bosses all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, he talked NBC and GE, right? Wasn't it General yes. Electric that owned owned the company? And he, he'd mock them and he'd just do crazy stuff that, that was wonderful because we didn't have the internet. Now people do that crap all the time on TikTok, but in our day, back in the Stone Age, Danny, that's that was amazing. That was like this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. So. And he actually had good music acts. Yeah, him and well Paul Schaefer, and they brought they brought random people. But he, I love the the Biff uh, Biff Henderson. I actually met him. It was the funniest thing when, when I covered the NBA Finals in two thousand. Biff Henderson was at the finals there, and it was not an act. He really did not want to be there. It was so funny because you think of that as kind of a shtick and all that. He did not want to be there. We saw him at the hotel in Indianapolis, and he was really bummed out that he was there. It was hilarious. I thought that was an act, but there were no cameras. He was just, like, literally depressed. Maybe that's just how he always looked. I don't know. I, I have no idea. But it was I, – I have uh, fond memories of the Letterman Show. Moving on. we got uh, time for a couple more quick ones here as we blast off and – uh, says, greetings, Bob Ross, Benny, and King Danny G. Cool recap of the house party on the show and happy halfway on Benny versus the Penny. Neil, this is from Neil from The Real Miami. But this week, I have downloaded your podcast from pic- the picturesque West Coast of Ireland. And interestingly, the commercials actually have Irish advertisements along with some promos for other iHeart shows. So, Maller militia members, Neil writes in, don't blame Ben for commercials you get. Apparently, they are custom made by location. Had a chance to hear your show in rainy Galway, Ireland. And this is pretty neat, Danny. He sent a photo here. And in the photo, he's on a boat. And he's holding up. He's got his phone. He's holding it up. And you can see the... Uh, the logo for the podcast right there. And then behind him to paint the picture. Cause it's, it's an audio thing here. It's not a, not a, yeah. but the, but paint the picture. He's on a, appears to be on a boat 
and or maybe he's just on land, but he's he's near a body of water. And then behind him is a row of uh, of houses. So it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty neat. It's one place that's on my list to to travel to someday. Yeah, I actually wrote back to Neil and I said my my wife's the same way. She wants to go to take me to Ireland and in in that part of the world and. So I wrote back. I said, hey, you got to let me know the good places to go and, and all that. He says, for the question, Neil writes in. He says, it's clear you are traumatized by calls, email from the Fox Sports Radio bosses. That is true. But have you ever avoided a call from the boss and only found out that he wanted to give you huge compliments about your monologue that day or any other <laughs> skits that, like your talent or game shows? Uh, if so, No. Uh, I've worked at this company for 20 years. I don't think I've ever gotten a, you're really good call. Uh, and no, no disrespect to management or anything like that. I just don't think I've ever, maybe have you gotten it, Danny? I've never gotten that phone call. I've never got, you know, I just want to say how good you are. I've never gotten that. I mean, I've gotten calls where there was a compliment to start the call. But that's not why the call was going on. Well, it's the compliment sandwich. All yeah. bosses do. You start with a compliment. You you then get to the point you actually want to make, which is the person's socks, and you, they're terrible at their job, and then you finish with a compliment. Yeah. Your show yesterday, I was laughing my ass off. And by the way, I need you to work an extra seven hours this Saturday. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. It's... And when I get a call from management and it starts with a compliment, I am then waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm like, okay, they don't really believe that. What are they really getting at? What What is the uh, gist of this phone call here? And, and so I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. And the suspense of what they're going to say. Ben sucks. How dare you. So. But I'd love for them to check in every once in a while and say, hey, this is – I have heard – I've heard from some people in sales – that have had like clients that are fans of the show. And they're the funniest thing about that though, Danny, is they're always surprised. <laughs> they're always surprised. Like you're doing the overnight show. I don't understand this. I don't understand why the client likes you, but whatever, you know, it's like kind of like that backhanded compliment thing, but anyway, I digress. All right. Uh, quick, a couple of quick ones. Nick in Wisconsin says, Ben and Danny G, I enjoyed the, would you rather question? So I'm going to going back to the well, would you rather give up your favorite food forever or give up sex. Uh, that is from from Nick. And uh, so so I do love chicken fingers, my favorite food. But guess what? I also love Philly cheesesteak. And I love Chinese food. And I love Mexican food. I love crunchy tacos. So I am going to – I'll give up the chicken fingers. What about you, Danny G? Oh, I'm a smoothie drinking fool at that point. I'll just <laughs> live on smoothies if you're taking all my favorite food away. No, no, he said just one he said your oh, just favorite, one, thing. Just oh, that's one like, favorite dish. That's it. Whatever your favorite oh, food is. He needs to come correct with those would you rather. That's an easy answer. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. Come on. You gotta do better, Nick. I know you've got more talent in there. Calm down on it. It's Sunday morning. All liquid diet or you know, lose sex forever. I had a buddy of mine, a radio friend, who did a liquid diet years ago, and he lost a lot of weight. And then he started eating food again and gained it all back. So what's the point? You know, what's the point? You know, it's because it, to, to maintain, you have to continue on the liquid diet. I, I That's what I've heard. My friend, that was his experience. Yeah. Daniel, Daniel in Ohio, last one, he says, sports are never going to go away. Be, I guess it's a sporty question. They're never going to go away because sports are just games. 
competition and distractions. Well, really, a lot of things in life are just distractions, right? There's a lot of important stuff, and then everything else is a distraction. Uh, but he says, but what do you think would need to happen to bring our interest or the salaries of players, coaches, et cetera, back down to reality? Uh, that is from Daniel in Ohio. Well, I would have said a global pandemic would have done that, but we just had one and it didn't do shit to the amount of money that people in sports are making. So the, the, the thing that will kill the golden goose is if, Television no longer pays the bills. Television is the sugar daddy. I know it's moving to the internet. And if we get to the point where TV no longer can draw the numbers to it's all, it all trickles down from television. These sports leagues are just TV networks. They're, they just provide programming to TV networks. So if the audience isn't there and they can't monetize it and then give the money to the sports leagues, they don't make enough to, to to maintain the books, right, Danny? With the, just ticket sales is not enough to pay $45 million to your quarterback or your left fielder or your starting pitcher. So that's the thing. Outside of that, it's essentially bulletproof. But television, that's the thing, or whatever television becomes. TV meals. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, we'll get out on that. Anything to promote here, Danny, anything at all? It is Sunday. I will be back. I can tell you I'll be back in the Magic Radio Box, God willing, tonight at 11 p.m. in the West after the NFL, hopefully after Game 7 of the World Series. And uh, I'll be on till 3 a.m. Pacific, 6 a.m., so that's 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Eastern time where most people live. So I'll nice. be with that. and. Oh, it's my one day off of the week, so hopefully the Raiders can bounce back against the Jags. Maybe their offense will show up this week. They get off the bus, and uh, and then tomorrow in the afternoon from 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific time, I'll be on with Covino and Rich. I give you a high five, Ben. All right, my hero. <laughs> Outstanding. Thanks for supporting the podcast. We appreciate it. Remember, five stars. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Two stars. On a five- 10 stars because Danny's only giving 10 stars. One star for you, one star for me. That's two stars. No, no, 10 stars. Uh, join the Maller Militia. Join the Maller Militia. Sign up wherever you can there. Take the oath on the radio and have a great rest of your Sunday. Enjoy the games today. And we will chat with you in just a few hours. Shockingly. Later, skater. Got a murder. Got to go. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.